0: Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: And I'm Betsy, oven bit Molly's right-hand gal and serious journalist, From America's Test Kitchen Kids and the rounded corners of my mind comes Cereal, the podcast where we tell serialized stories of serially underrated cereals. Wait, what? For the past two years, I've spent every day trying to figure out why certain cereals are so underrated. I feel like I would have heard about that at some point. Also, are we
0: changing the show?
1: And you didn't check in with me first? This search can get uncomfortable sometimes. It involves asking personal questions of cereals, like what kind of milk they prefer to be eaten with, or even if they like being eaten with milk at all. I've had to ask about what they've done to get ahead, what cereal boxes they've left behind. Well, this all sounds very serious and everything, Mitzi,
0: but we do have a full episode's worth of mystery recipe to get through as well. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And sometimes, Mitzi does weird
1: stuff. Good weird. Plus, at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. Can you guess what it is yet? Mitzi, do you
0: mind if I turn off this music?
1: Oh, sure! We can circle back to cereal after the mystery recipe theme.
0: Great. Listeners, today is day three of Crisped Race Cereal Week.
1: And in addition to a new episode of cereal, we have a great episode of Mystery Recipe lined up for you. First, we talk about texture in pressing questions.
0: Then, justice is served in this week's wildcard.
1: Let's head to the theme.
0: The real theme? Like the mystery recipe
1: one? Oh yes, like the mystery recipe theme. We'll do the cereal theme later. Still gotta work out all the copyright stuff. Oh, that reminds me! I should say, since it's a podcast and you can't see how we're spelling it, it's C-E-R-E-A-L. I think they probably got that. Oh, I know, I know, just for legal purposes. I love you, Syracane! Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh.
2: a pod podcast cast
1: mystery recipe so mitzi what is cereal cereal is a podcast where we tell serialized stories of serially underrated cereals right
0: i'm honestly into it but we're kind of in the middle of recording a different podcast
1: Oh, I hear that. I I hear that, Molly. But I just got so excited to tell you about the reporting I was doing. And then I found that great background music. And I just thought that maybe I could kind of tell this story in between segments today.
0: So you want to do a podcast within a podcast?
1: Yes, a a pod-podcast cast.
0: Okay. I kind of want to see where this goes. Let's do it.
1: Ah! Approved!
0: But we still need to do our usual segments, okay?
1: You got it, Molly! <clears throat> cereal. Some people love it, and some people, well, don't. But almost everyone has got an opinion on which cereal is their favorite. But when was the last time someone checked in with the cereal itself? Today on Cereal, we're going to hear the story of a box that's only available for purchase a few months out of the year. A box that feels underrated.
2: I mean, I totally get where he's coming from. It's gotta be a huge bummer to know that you've only got one season out of the year to get purchased.
3: Look, he's my friend, but I don't know what he expects from this. He's a seasonal cereal. We both are. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. People love us. Today, we're
1: going to hear from Blueberry, the blueberry flavored cereal that's only available around Halloween.
2: Ooh, are we talking about Halloween cereals? I personally love Count Chocula.
1: That's Chad. He's one of my co-workers here on Mystery Recipe.
2: That was a very NPR intro. Thank you, Mitzi. But yeah, Count Chocula is great. It's just so chocolatey, and the marshmallows are so good.
1: Can you think of any other Halloween cereals?
2: Uh, there's the Frankenstein one, too. Frankenberry, right? And I, I know there was a werewolf-themed one called Fruit Brute, but I don't know the story behind the name. Oh, and maybe there's a ghost. And there it is. There's maybe a ghost. Wait, is, is this an interview?
1: After today's pressing questions experiment on Mystery Recipe, we'll be back with Cereal to talk to Boo about where it all went terribly wrong.
2: Whoa! Podcast within a podcast? (gasps) A pod-podcast cast?
1: Yes, exactly! I knew you'd get it, Chad! It's a pod-podcast cast! Woo!
2: Mitzi's been
0: testing out her journalistic skills.
2: Cool. But, Mitzi, just a heads up, it's a good idea to tell people you're recording them before you do it. It's actually kind of a requirement. In many places, it's also the law.
1: Sorry, Chad. I think I asked everyone else. I just kind of forgot to ask you. I'm going to go make sure I got everyone's permission while you and Molly get pressing questions started.
2: Sounds good.
0: Pressing questions, listeners, is a segment where we answer a question from a young chef using science. Here's how it will work. We are going to talk to a kid recipe tester
2: in their home and go step-by-step through each part of an experiment. And when we're done and the episode is over, we encourage all of you to recreate this science for yourselves in your own recipe labs. And don't forget to tell us how it went. You can send us an email at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. I'll go through everything you send us. We are so excited to hear from you. So, should we get started with today's question? Let's hear it.
4: Does
2: a food's texture change the way it tastes? That was Theo from California. Great question, Theo. We have an awesome experiment about food and texture to help us answer this one. You'll need a friend or a grown-up to complete this experiment and these ingredients and equipment. Three quarters of a cup of crisped rice cereal, three quarters of a cup of milk, a blender, dish towel, one tablespoon measuring spoon, one blindfold per taster, two small bowls per taster, one spoon per taster. I called up Theo and Sandra in order to get started. How are we doing, Theo and Sandra? Great. Good. Excited to speak with you guys today. Thanks for talking with us. So, Theo, you wanted to know if a food's texture, or the way that that food feels in your mouth, changes its flavor. Is that right? Yes. Great. Well, are you ready to dive in and find out? Yes. Amazing. Let's start with a prediction. So, do you think that texture can change the flavor of certain foods?
4: No. Because it's just like a feeling...
2: I hear that. So feeling is sort of like how it feels in your mouth. That's different than flavor, right? I think it's a great prediction. You think it's different than feeling. And so one shouldn't affect the other. But let's go ahead and do an experiment in order to find out. So in order to get this experiment started, I'm going to ask Sandra to actually help us prepare some of these ingredients. And Theo, we're going to ask that you go into a different room until all of our ingredients are set up. Bye, Theo. All right. Hi, Sandra. Are you ready to help with this experiment?
1: Yes, I am ready.
2: Amazing. Okay, so we are going to start by placing half a cup of our Rice Krispies and half a cup of milk into a blender. Fantastic. You can put the lid on top and hold it in place. Sometimes it's great to hold it in place with a folded dish towel. Um, And then you're going to process the Rice Krispies and the milk until it makes a smooth mixture. So this might take about 10 seconds. Okay. Amazing. So Sandra, can you tell me what that looks like?
5: It looks like tannish colored, really loose milkshake or like, you know, maybe like horchata, but like smooth.
2: Amazing. That's great. So now we are going to prepare our two samples for our tester. You can scoop two tablespoons of that blended Rice crispy milk mixture into one of those small bowls. Okay. Fantastic. And now you can combine one tablespoon of Rice Krispies and one tablespoon of milk in the second small bowl. All right. Perfect. So now that this experiment is all set, let's get Theo back in here and we'll either have him keep his eyes shut tight or put on a blindfold so that he doesn't see what he's eating. So let's go ahead and grab Theo. Hi Theo, welcome back. Are you ready to do some blind taste testing? Yeah. So Theo, we prepared two food samples for you. Your job is to just guess what you're eating. Alright, so Sandra, can you give Theo the first sample that we prepared?
4: Yes. It has a texture of applesauce, but I don't know if it really tastes like it.
2: What words would you use to describe the taste?
4: Maybe like an avocado or something.
2: Okay, good to know. So we have an avocado. It kind of has the texture of applesauce. Um, That's great. So Sandra, let's move on to the second sample. We're going to give you something different to taste.
4: Okay, yeah, I think I know this one. I think this is Rice Krispies
2: Perfect, so you are absolutely right. That second sample is Rice Krispies and milk. You, you did excellent. Let's go ahead and take off our blindfold and we can look at them and talk a little bit about both samples.
4: What's that?
2: Good question. So the first sample that we gave you is actually Rice crispy cereal and milk, but we just blended it together in a blender. And that second mixture was just the Rice Krispies and milk combined in a bowl in a way that you'd normally eat it for breakfast. So the same ingredients, but a very different texture. So what was the differences that you noticed between the two?
4: Uh, one tasted a lot more different, and the other one tasted like like what I usually eat in the morning.
2: Great, and what do you think the difference between those two things was?
4: The one with the milk was less like gloomy.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Because we had the exact same ingredients in both samples, the only difference between those two was the texture. And so after having tried those two samples, do you think the texture of a food can change its flavor or the way we think about it when we eat it? Yes. I think so, too. And when we did this experiment at our test kitchen, absolutely no one could guess what the Rice Krispies in a blender was— and everyone knew immediately what it was when it wasn't blended up. So the exact same thing happened to all of us, too. Molly, do you want to help explain the difference between flavor and texture?
0: Sure. We'll hear all about it right after the break. It's time for a quick word from our sponsors. ups, these ads are for you. I'm excited to tell you about our latest partner, Go Noodle. Go Noodle shares videos and games that get kids up and moving and develop their wellness, mental health, and resilience. They are in millions of homes and more than 90% of US public and private elementary schools. And now you and your kids can find videos from ATK Kids on their website that make exploring the science behind food and cooking fun. Together, we are excited to encourage a new generation of empowered cooks, engaged eaters, and curious experimenters with videos all about recipes, experiments, and other dynamic kitchen how-tos. Kids love Go Noodle because it's fun. Teachers love it because it engages students. And we think you'll love it too. To learn more, visit gonoodle.com. Hey, grown-ups! We wanted to tell you all about another way you can explore the kitchen with the young chefs in your life, my first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids. This cookbook is designed to introduce kids ages five to eight to the kitchen, along with their grown-ups, with as much mixing, rolling, scrunching, and squishing as possible. Our producer Chad has never had a cookbook of his own before, so we thought we'd put some of these recipes to the test. We made the No Bake Energy Bites, a perfect after-school snack that you can make just the way your young chef likes it.
3: As long as you have
0: the base of the nut butter and the oats, you can add other dried fruit, you could add coconut, you can do nuts like sliced almonds. Amazing. There really are endless possibilities. Yeah, this
2: is great. This is just a ball of ingredients. <laughs>
0: it, it is a ball of ingredients.
2: <laughs> Delicious ones. Amazing. Yeah, I guess just <laughs> is a little.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, really, all food is just a ball of ingredients That's when you true. think about it. Yeah.
2: Isn't life just a ball of ingredients? It's gotten
0: really you know? deep here.
2: It's just uh, what you get from my first cookbook. <laughs>
0: Life philosophy. Yeah, really get to dig deep. really simple recipes. (laughs) Perfect for kids ages five to eight.
2: Get the energy for those big talks, you know.
0: Check out this recipe and so many more in my first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids, which you can find wherever books are sold.
2: And we're back. And I'm back, too. And we're
1: ready for science.
2: So, in this experiment, we were looking at if food texture changes flavor by comparing the same food made into very different textures. Theo couldn't figure out what the blended cereal mixture was, but they did recognize the regular, unblended cereal and milk right away. That's because texture plays a big part in our eating experience.
0: When we think about food, some of the first things we think about are the flavor and the aroma or smell. But texture plays a really large role in the way we perceive a certain food's flavor.
1: So, does that mean a different texture might make us think that the flavor has changed, even if it's the same ingredients?
2: Exactly. In this case, Theo taught the blended mixture was something like applesauce or avocado, but the ingredients were the same. It was just the texture that changed, and that alone made Theo unable to tell what exactly it was. Absolutely. We used Rice Krispies for this experiment, but you can
0: do it with other foods, too. In their book, Mouthfeel, food scientists Ole G. Moritzen and chef Klobz Steerbuck did an experiment where people did a blind taste test of different foods made with a very different texture than normal, just like we did today. For example, they made a smooth jelly from cabbage. Only 5% of their tasters could tell that the jelly was made from cabbage. And when they did the same experiment with tomatoes, only 50% of tasters could identify the jelly as tomato.
1: Ah, so even though it tasted just like cabbage, no one could figure out what it was because cabbage is never as smooth as the jelly they were given? Exactly. I definitely think I could guess the flavor of tomato, even if it was a really different texture, but I bet a lot of people thought the same thing.
2: Maybe. The important thing is that this helps us realize a food's texture helps us identify what certain foods are.
1: Texture doesn't change flavor, but it's still a big part of why we like certain foods. Right? Exactly. Basically,
0: you don't realize how important food texture is until it changes.
2: I think that wraps up this pressing question segment. Well, Theo, that's our experiment today. Thank you so much for helping us. You're welcome. And Sandra, thank you for helping us prep this experiment, too.
4: Yeah, my pleasure.
2: Thanks so much, guys. See you later.
4: Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for the crunchy science there, Chad.
2: No problem, Molly. I'll see you next time.
1: And welcome back to... Cereal. When I first met Boo, I honestly didn't think there was much of a story here. Like Count Chocula said, people love these cereals when they're available.
6: Yeah, but think about what Chad said. Count feels that way because he's the one people automatically think of. Halloween cereal? Count Chocula.
1: Interesting. But I know plenty of people that do like you.
6: But not enough to keep me on the shelves year-round.
1: I have to know. Why does that bother you so much? I mean, you're still a beloved breakfast cereal. You've had collaborations with icons like Scooby-Doo and Casper and Wendy. You're kind of a legend.
6: I guess it bothers me because... Seasonal availability wasn't always the case. Wait, it wasn't? No. Look, myself, the Count, and Frankenberry have all been around since the early 1970s. Right.
1: I knew that. The Count and Franken became available in 1971, and you first came out in 72, a year later.
6: Yeah, they came out in March 1971. The Monster Cereals weren't seasonal. Not until 2009.
1: 37 years later. So this isn't just about wanting more recognition.
6: No. It's about getting back what I already had. It's about getting back what I deserve.
1: Listeners, we'll be back with more from cereal after this week's wild card on Mystery Recipe. Back to you, Wally. Wait, did Count not tell him? Tell him what?
0: I was talking to Count earlier, and he mentioned something that doesn't quite line up here. He said that they knew the only way to avoid being retired was to become a seasonal item.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Right, but that's not all Count said. Okay. Mitzi, Boo was the one who proposed becoming seasonal in the first place. It was his idea.
1: I can't believe it.
0: I don't mean to be stirring the pot here, Mitzi. Or, in this case, the cereal bowl. But I can't wait to hear what Boo says. But first, we really do have to get to this week's wild card.
1: Yeah! It'll probably take my mind off this cereal situation. Listeners, our crisped rice cereal week is almost fully snapped, crackled, and popped, but we have one more segment left for you. That's right.
0: That's right. Every week we like to end things off with something wacky in our wild card, and today is no different. Enjoy.
3: You are now entering the courtroom of Judge Razan Bran. The cases are fake, the people are fake, and also, some of these folks are not people. She's a fake judge, and this is her kitchen. This is Judge Razan Bran. Aspiring serial mascot Timothy the Termite is suing, uh, the population of Earth, for not giving him a chance? Yep. Okay. Well, let's see how this goes. Order. All rise for Judge ray Van
5: Let me just get comfortable here. Okay, sit down. Let's get right to it, Mr. Termite.
7: Timothy the Termite, if you will. Cereal mascots prefer to be recognized by their full name.
5: Ah, Timothy the Termite. I understand that you're here today seeking $4 million of best-selling cereal that you could be the mascot of, as well as a record deal. Are you for real?
7: Absolutely. No one will give me a chance because they don't like termites. But I can munch and crunch with the best of them. No, 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 no.
5: Are you eating my kitchen chair?
7: I'm providing evidence that I'm a skilled cruncher.
3: By the way, this chair is delicious. Is it cake? There should be no crunching, munching, or any other loud consumption of Judge Ray Zan Brand's kitchen furniture. Well, this isn't a very fun courtroom.
5: No, this is an unfun courtroom, like every other courtroom. Anyway, I don't want you to have fun in here, Timothy.
7: Timothy the termite, he's got a great bite. He loves munchy-crunchy morsels just like you folks might. Munchy-crunchy morsels are choppable and chewable wood chips your family would love to eat. Trust me, I'm a termite. Chomp! Order, order.
5: There should be no furniture chewing, no jingle singing, no cereal brand pitching unless I say so. And I do not say so.
7: Okay, but... What do you think? It's catchy. It works.
5: It does not work, but it is a little catchy. Yeah,
7: yeah. That's what the judges on the mascot said, too.
5: I'm sorry? This is the second reality show you've tried to come on?
7: Actually, I also tried Amerix's Top Termite, The Great Termite Chomping Show, and The Amazing Race. I placed second on The Amazing Race with my buddy Todd. Good
5: guy. Timothy the Turnmite, I do not rule in your favor. I'm going to sentence you to be my close personal friend's Tony's personal assistant for three weeks, during which you'll need to tell him how great he is every five minutes. Plus, you owe me $100 for the chair.
7: No, not Tony! I heard his whole house is made full of concrete. There is no wood for me to jump anywhere. It's disgusting.
5: Oh, enough. Now get out of my kitchen.
3: Next time, Judge Razan Brand will hear from six Cheerios suing a baby for emotional and physical damage. And 2% Milk will plead their case as to why oat milk should be taken off the shelves.
5: Kitchen court
1: adjourned. With the end of this week's wild card, I knew it was time to confront
6: Boo. Hey, Mitzi. Wasn't expecting your call so soon.
1: Yeah, I just, um, just wanted to call to
6: check in on something. Okay. Do you
1: know whose idea it was to make you a seasonal cereal?
6: I don't, uh, I mean, why do you ask? Seems relevant. Like it's important to know, in this case. It could have been anyone. You know, there were lots of people involved back in 2009. Lots of cereals, lots of marketing people, lots of sales folks. You know how it is with marketing folks. Honestly, I've always had my suspicions about Count and Franken. Really? Yep. I mean,
1: I guess that makes sense, since it was such a smart idea.
6: You... It was smart.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I looked into it. The monster cereals always sold best around Halloween, so why not take advantage of that? There's been some really clever stuff done to make you guys even more desirable to buy around Halloween, like those partnerships with Scooby Doo and Casper. It's honestly
6: brilliant. You're right, it was brilliant, and it was all me. I thought of it. I'm the one that got us pulled from the shelves for most of the year. Aha!
1: You admit it! You made up all this stuff about feeling bad about yourself!
6: Ah, fine. You caught me. I did. And I don't feel bad at all. I'm delicious. Count and Franken are only still relevant because of me. But the one thing
4: I don't understand,
1: Boo, why call me... Why try to get a whole episode of cereal about something you
6: caused in
1: the first place?
6: Because, Mitzi, I don't dislike marketing folks. I am marketing folks. (laughs) It's going to be great publicity. You'll see.
1: And that's it for now. I can't help but feel betrayed by Booberry. He used me and this podcast.
0: That is unfortunate, but, Mitzi, I do think you did a great job.
1: Yeah, thanks, Molly. You were a big help. Really cracked this cereal box wide open. Plus, I had fun doing it, and I like doing my true crime podcast voice. Very serious. Anyways, listeners, that's all
0: the time we have for today, which means we've come to the end of crisped rice cereal week.
1: We've learned that rice is one of the most important crops in the world, that rice and lots of other grains can get puffed, and the texture is an important part of the eating experience.
0: We'll be back next week to talk about another brand new ingredient.
1: And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is yet? so far we've talked about water brown sugar walnuts oats and crisped rice cereal
0: you'll have to tune in next week to find out what our sixth ingredient will be if you love mystery recipe be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts that way you won't miss an episode and if you like this episode share it with a friend
1: and give us a review. We love the stars. And I like playing that little spot the difference game. Oh, so difficult. Until next time, keep, keep on, on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Mitzi, and I am a star fruit. And Molly Birnbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chen Chennai is a writer and producer. He is a kumquat. Andrea Vavjan is a Kanepa, and Katie O'Hara is a Lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Gwasta, a banana, and additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margolis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who's also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our Senior Science Editor, Paul Adams, Executive Editor, Kristen Sargianis, Executive Food Editor, Susanna McFerrin, Art Director, Gabby Hamanoff, Deputy Food Editor, Afton Cyrus, Associate Editors, Andrea Vavzhin, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger, Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin, Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov, Test Cook, Faye Yang, and Managing Producer, Yumi Araki. This episode was written by Katie O'Hara. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Tiffany Witcher, Andrea Vavgen, Champ Hollins, Katie O'Hara, Yorgo Sivernides, Alex Kieran Cartarelli, and Brian Green. Thanks again to our sponsor, Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
4: Hello? Mitzi, are you kidding me? Crackle Pop and I thought we were doing an episode on cereal with you. Yeah, snap! I'm so sorry.
1: We totally can still. I just needed to get this story out first.
4: You know, we've got things to say. We matter too.
1: Oh, of course you do. Listen, let's set up a time to chat next week. I can't hear you guys. You're breaking up.
4: Someone's just pouring milk on us.
1: Oh, just text me, okay? Hello? Hello? I hope they're okay.
0: (laughs) Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter.